48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. Another national anthem blunder at a sporting event involving a Hong Kong athlete. A government advisor on the pandemic says he expects COVID cases to peak shortly. And the West endorses a price cap on Russian maritime oil exports. There's been another case of a song linked with violent protests in 2019 being wrongly played in place of the national anthem at an international sporting event involving Hong Kong athletes. Damon Pang has more. The latest incident took place at the Asian Classic Powerlifting Championships in Dubai, with the song being played after weightlifter Susanna Lin won a gold medal. She made a T sign to signal there was a problem, and organizers then played the national anthem correctly. After a similar blunder last month, the Hong Kong Sports Federation and Olympic Committee issued guidelines on how athletes should react if there were problems with the national anthem and regional flag, including leaving the venue if the problem isn't rectified immediately. The SAR government says it strongly deplores and opposes the mistake made by the organisers. In a statement, it said it recognised the performance of the Hong Kong representatives at the scene in defending the country's dignity. A government adviser on the pandemic, David Hoy, says he expects the current COVID wave to peak shortly. Although cases have hovered around the 10,000 mark for the past couple of days, the Chinese university academic says there's no need to worry as the health system can cope. The number of cases will continue to rise for a while. I guess probably will peak in the next one to two weeks. When I look at the statistics, the tier one isolation rooms, we are only using about half. Tier two, we are using about... One third. We actually have prevented a lot of mild cases from being admitted to the hospital. So the, as long as the public healthcare system is still functioning well, there's no reason to tighten the social distancing measures. Professor Hoy also said there'd been a rise in COVID cases at care homes, with some residents being reinfected despite having had three vaccine shots. He said they should now receive the newly arrived bivalent jab, which also protects against the Omicron variant. A senior mainland official says Hong Kong plays an irreplaceable role in the country's Belt and Road Initiative. Wang Lingwei, a deputy director at Beijing's Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office, says the SAR has a natural advantage in legal services because it's the only common law jurisdiction in the country. He says legal practitioners in Hong Kong can provide quality professional services to different sides taking part in Belt and Road Initiative, especially Chinese companies. Speaking at the same forum, the chief executive, John Lee, said Hong Kong has a major role to play in the Belt and Road Initiative. Hong Kong will continue to capitalise on the unique advantages of one country, two systems, safeguard the rule of law under the basic law and integrate actively into the development of the Belt and Road Initiative to foster cooperation in the global arena. We will make full use of the gifts that are bestowed upon us and strive to let our pearl of the Orient shine brighter than ever. Western allies have endorsed a price cap on Russian maritime oil exports. In a joint statement with Australia, the group of seven rich democracies said it agreed with the $60 a barrel cap set by the European Union yesterday. They confirmed the measure would enter into force on Monday or very soon afterwards. The president of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, earlier laid out the price cap's objectives. First, it strengthens the effect of our sanction. Second, it will further diminish Russia's revenues. And thirdly, it will stabilize global energy markets 
because it allows some Russian seaborne oil to be traded, brokered, transported by EU operators to third countries as long as it is sold below the cap. Meanwhile, Russia has threatened to cut supplies to countries that comply with the price cap. Online safety campaigners say hate speech on Twitter has soared since Elon Musk's takeover, although Mr Musk has posted that views of hateful tweets were continuing to decline. Imran Ahmed is CEO of the Centre for Countering Digital Hate. Elon Musk wants to both mark his own homework and set the questions too. And so he's changed his line from it's about the number of tweets, the volume of hate to, to the number of engagements with hate to now the number of impressions with hate. This is why we really do need objective, audited transparency of these platforms so that we can come to opinions on it. A Democratic Party committee has voted to change the order in which states hold primary elections to choose its presidential candidates. President Joe Biden had asked the Rules and Bylaws Committee to approve his plan to make South Carolina the first state to hold a Democratic primary and bring forward contests in Georgia and Michigan. Iowa, a largely white state, has historically held the first historic caucuses. Party activists had wanted a state that was more representative of the country as a whole to have the first go. U.S.-backed Kurdish militia fighting the Islamic State group in northern Syria have threatened to suspend operations because they're being attacked by Turkey. The BBC security correspondent Frank Gardner says there's danger the military situation could deteriorate, allowing IS cells to rebuild. Turkey and the U.S. may be NATO allies, but they are on completely opposite sides when it comes to the SDF, which is the Syrian Democratic Forces. This is the Kurdish militia that has been armed, supported, trained and working alongside the US to fight ISIS, the so-called Islamic State group. But Turkey doesn't share that view. It views them as terrorists. So Turkey seems to be going ahead with punishing the Kurds. And the Kurds are now so busy defending themselves that they've said to America, if you can't stop your NATO ally Turkey from bombing us, we can't guarantee that we can contain these ISIS prisoners that we're guarding. At a launch ceremony in California, the U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has unveiled a new strategic stealth bomber. The $700 million B-21 aircraft can carry conventional and nuclear weapons and can fly without a crew on board. The plane remained in its hangar and was only partially revealed to the audience as most of its specific technology is classified. Police in the U.S. city of Houston have arrested and charged a 33-year-old man with the murder of the rapper Takeoff last month. They named the suspect as Patrick Xavier Clark. Takeover was shot dead after a party at a bowling alley in the city. He was the youngest member of Migos, a Grammy-nominated rap group from suburban Atlanta. And the knockout stage at the World Cup begins tonight with the Netherlands taking on the United States. Louis van Gaal's side are favourites to progress, but the US captain, Tyler Adams, says support for them is growing all the time. The USA hosts the tournament in 2026, alongside Canada and Mexico. And Adams says they've been changing hearts and minds back home. The support from, from the U.S. has been uh, a bit surreal. You know, I know my dad's a teacher at school and, you know, they were all watching during their classes, the game and, you know, supporting me. And I was getting videos from the family, all the watch parties in my town and whatnot. Um, but it's, it's really, really cool to, to see 
how much just a, a tournament can change the perspective on on you know people supporting soccer and i think that's that was one of our goals coming into the tournament is you know the farther we go the more support that that we gather and that's what we want we want you know the next generation and generations to come to have that support behind them so um you know when we can play an attractive style and and you know fight and represent the country in, in the right way you're going to gather that support the former Ajax, Barcelona and Netherlands international midfielder Ronald de Boer told the BBC that the Dutch could go far in the tournament. For me it's important that they, uh, they show uh, the, the quality what they can do and uh, they're not the favourite for me, uh, I had to do the prediction before, I think Brazil is number one and uh, there are some other countries like what I said, France and Spain, they look strong and uh, maybe a dark horse, uh, uh, Portugal is uh, with those stars, they can go very far and Holland is the uh, same like uh, Portugal, a dark horse, they can go far, they can maybe go all the way and hopefully it's here. And the second round of 16 matches between Argentina and Australia starts at 3 a.m. tomorrow. Next year's Chinese Grand Prix has been officially cancelled by Formula One. Shanghai hasn't hosted the event since 2019, and the race in 2023 had already been placed in doubt due to zero COVID regulations. The BBC's Jack Nichols says another circuit is likely to fill the four-week gap in the calendar. There's a few that came in in 2020 when the pandemic hit properly and places like um, Portugal and a few others hosted Grand Prix then and maybe Turkey, another one. And so they may come in and, and fill the gap. Initially, it was thought that Formula One wouldn't replace that. But because, as you say, there's, there's going to be a four-week gap, I think they'll want to fill it. So I think the front runners at the moment are, are a Grand Prix in Portugal or a Grand Prix in Turkey. And now to the weather. There'll be sunny intervals in the afternoon, mainly cloudy. Tonight, moderate north to northeasterly winds. And the outlook, sunny periods in the next couple of days. Mild tomorrow, cool in the morning on Monday and Tuesday. The current temperature is 20 degrees Celsius and the humidity is at 69%. And now to end the news, the top stories once again. Another national anthem blunder at a sporting event involving a Hong Kong athlete. A government adviser on the pandemic says he expects COVID cases to peak shortly. And the West endorses a price cap on Russian maritime oil exports. That's all the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio Free. Are you ready for a healthy life? Government district health centres offer personalised health care services. The multidisciplinary team provides health risk assessment, screening, tailor-made health education, and management programs. The centers also connect local health care and social service providers to meet your health needs. You can be a District Health Center member. Let's start a healthy life together. Please visit dhc.gov.hk. Are you gambling with money you can't afford? Are you feeling hopeless after repeated gambling losses? Is your gambling habit pushing away your family and friends? Are you destroying your self-esteem and dreams through betting? Stop gambling your life away. Call the Gambling Counseling Hotline on 1-833-4633 for help now. Quit gambling for a sure win. Radio 3. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. And we're back. A little Trans-Siberian Orchestra to get things started. Got some Tom Sawyer, some Big Sky coming up, some Manfred Mann, plus more from Steve Bremner, more live stuff, more chit-chatting. Here's Trans-Siberian Orchestra, Christmas Eve, Sarajevo, right here on Radio 3 with me, Michael Lance.
Get Bremner in here shredding along to some Trans-Siberian Orchestra. <laughs> That's just inappropriate. Yeah, that was awesome. That was fun. We're just jamming here. Something from the chef. A little James Jam. Sending us some rush. Here's Tom Sawyer.